and welcome to The People Package. Today's episode, we are joined by an old friend of mine, Karen Lockin. I met Karen in 2013 and she came and did a guest lecture in one of my modules for my business studies degree. Ever since, she's always been a role model in my life and someone I've always aspired to be, not just in a professional stance, but also in a personal stance as well. So that's the reason why I wanted to invite Karen on today. And I just want to share really where she is in life um, why she has such incredible work, work ethic um, and how she continues to do that and fight all those daily struggles. So welcome on to the People Package podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Far too nice to me. Thank you for me. <laughs> Especially for a Monday morning as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you every Monday morning, Ellie. That works real nice. <laughs> for the week now, though. Like, anyone that sees me after this. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, can you just tell like, how long have you been self-employed for, and really, where where did all those ideas come from? Okay, so I took the plunge into full-time self-employment in 2013. Um, I did my business degree. I started my business degree actually after um, one of my best friends died in a car accident. So I was plodding along quite merrily in a job within the local authority. And you know, when all of a sudden that comes along and gives you a bit of a kick mm-hmm. and gets you looking at what you're doing with your life. So I started my business degree then. Um, and whilst I was there, I started to outgrow my old job. You know, when you start to yeah. question a bit too much, yeah. ask too many questions, start to look at things slightly differently, start to figure out I didn't fit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I set up yeah. Evolve Business Development. Like I say, I started part-time. So I sort of dipped my toe in the water, made sure my risk was all right. You know, will have, have I got a business idea? Can I bring enough money in here? Am I, am I going to do this okay? And then, yeah, since 2013. So it's a bit crazy, really. What was the turning point when you knew that you wanted that to be your full-time career? Um, it was when I started to recognise that actually, I do know what I'm on about. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of, you know, you sort of think actually, yeah, no, I get this. I know you what I'm on about. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I do know my stuff. I'm all right. I've got good ideas. And when I started working with those certain businesses that I'm still working with now, actually, that started to want more of my time and wanted more of my action. And that feeling that I was getting from being self-employed versus the feeling I was getting where I was constantly just being knocked back for ideas. You know, nobody, nobody wanted to change anything. Nobody wanted to do anything that was slightly different you know every time I go with an idea it does all the bureaucracy as well of the processes that it had to go through whereas working with small medium enterprises within the businesses that I'm working with at the moment you know you come up with an idea within a week it's done yeah and it's it's just much much faster moving and I know um I need to see where I've been to get my happy buzzy feeling so for me to know that I'm doing a good job, I need to see an end result. Sometimes my old employment, that, that end result was taking far too long. Yeah. Whereas now I can come up with an idea and it's done. And then it's executed straight away, isn't it? Do you feel like you mentioned that when you was working for another company, you was challenging what was going on and seeing things differently. Do you feel like you're still able to do that now, just working for yourself? Thankfully, the relationships I've got with the clients I'm working with are really progressive. And 
there's an appreciation there as to where my ideas are actually coming from. So the ideas I'm coming up with for the businesses I work with are because I want them to succeed. They know I want them to succeed. Yeah. They're local. The majority of the businesses I work with are local to North Lincolnshire and North East Lincolnshire. So it's all about promoting the area. Whereas in my previous employment, um, it was almost seen as being a little bit of a troublemaker. You know, like you're going against the grain. Like you're constantly coming up with something that was just like, oh, can't we just follow this process? Because we're we've always and done it was like... starting to... yeah it was starting to whittle me down you know when you start to think i'm not being a troublemaker i just want to improve things yeah. i just want to do things differently whereas the feeling i get now yeah the feeling i get now and not all my ideas are always picked up so that's you know what I mean? it's not the way the world works but i can have conversations with business owners so i think the x y and z might be a good idea for these reasons i've seen somebody else do it and it's taken in the right context that actually it's for development, not just I think go back to now now you're working for yourself, you pick who you're working with and you almost kind of choose clients and clients choose you because you want you've got the same motives, the same motivation, the same interests, the they're similar people and they want to have that continuous development whereas sometimes when you are in a bigger organization yeah it's okay for someone to challenge ideas and to challenge change but everyone's got to be on board for it to work the culture's got to be right so i'm just doing about this actually we're both chatting about the fact we're both doing our masters because we're yeah. both a bit crackers at the same time <laughs> masters in business at the minute and it's, we're talking about entrepreneurship so you know like people within businesses that have got those entrepreneurial factors yeah. you've got to find the right business have those skill sets in because if you're in the wrong business and you've got an entrepreneurial approach it can be seen as troublemaking and based on your comment about client, I think for all the years, I think there's been two clients that I've actually had to step away from and sort of say, yeah, we're not the right fit. Yeah. You know, like the majority yeah. that I'm working with work really well, but is there anything too where, you know, when you start to think, yeah, we're after completely different things here. Yeah. Think but I think it's, it's good to be able to recognise that and it's good to be able to recognise that whether you're self-employed or whether you work in an organisation because you can outgrow the firm or the firm can outgrow you. And that's not a negative thing on either parties. That's just that you're at different points in your life. And I think you can apply that in a personal circumstance as well as in a professional circumstance, but you don't admit it as well in a professional sense, do you? I think it's a lot harder to go, okay, I think it's time to break up with you. We ended up, bearing in mind, so just give you a quick little rundown from 2000. I left school in 2000, so you can figure out how old I am, but I left school in 2000. Ended up and working for this employer for, since then. And then I was gradually just in the same department. 2007 was when my best friend Helen passed away in that accident. And actually, I was in the same department. I've been there seven years. You know, like I'd moved, I was moving up, but I was developing. I was still yeah. the same people. It was like a cool shoe. Yeah. So within yeah. sort of six months to eight months of her accident, I'd signed up for a business degree and then I'd signed up for a secondment in another area of the business, but somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and just started pushing myself. Now, I still find this really funny because I've still got friends from that service that I worked with. They still dislike their job. I left in wow. 2008. Wow. You know, in my head, I'm like, still, you didn't like it when I worked with you. Yeah. <laughs> you still don't like it now. But, and I think 
the thing that came from Helen's accident was this drive for if I don't like something, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna change it because I, I can't be sitting about moaning. You know, like it's not gonna work for me. And this is where I got with those other clients. Actually, it wasn't working with vlogger edits. Like, actually, it's right. I need to have my nose so open. I need to find somebody else. Because if I'm frustrated, they're going to be frustrated. Yeah. So, how how did you manage to channel something like so traumatic in your life into pushing you out your comfort zone? It's a cliche, but I'm a massive believer in everything happens for a reason. And I was absolutely adamant that. Um, one of the well, probably the worst thing that has ever sort of happened or had an impact on my life was not going to be in vain so I spent a lot of time telling myself that everything happens for a reason something good has got to come from this yeah. um, and a ran- really random yeah. really random link um, Kristen Bell who was in Frozen and things yeah. like that so the actress, yeah, really random. So before she was in like a lot of the blockbuster stuff, she was in a program called Veronica Mars. Now I loved Veronica Mars' program. <laughs> did you watch that? I did. you watch that? That's really <laughs> amazing. Love Veronica Mars. So you will know the Veronica Mars side of things. Her best friend dies. Her best friend gets murdered. And I ended up, and I started watching this around about the same time with Helen's accident. So I just started fangirling over Veronica Mars yeah. and like having a look into it. That felt really real. Now, Kristen Bell in real life lost one of her best friends when she was younger, and there's a statement she made that said it was the worst and the best thing that ever happened to her. And I remember thinking at the time, weird, yeah, weird statement. Like to, but weirdly, that's what I did. To, that's when I started to think, right, I'm going to make this the worst, but also the the best thing because I can't change it if I could change it I would if I could swap it all and bring it back it goes without question that would happen but I can't so I might as well try and turn it into something really positive I might as well try and bring but yeah I remember writing on my form the first day on my degree you know why are you here what made you sign up for it and I literally wrote it's Helen's fault (laughs) you know you just think this is is her fault but I do get a little bit emotional about it because I don't think I would push myself no. as much as I do. I think I, sometimes I well, like everyone has a, their biggest fan and their cheerleader, don't they? And I think whether they're present or absent in your life in a physical form, they're still in your mind going, come on, you can do this. Don't have a pity party about me. <laughs> what are you going to do about uh, it? I love- I have a bit of a thing about it. I allow myself Mardi Cardis or pity parties, but I put a time limit on them. Yeah. So I'm not one of these yeah. that doesn't think, because I'm a sensitive soul. Do you know what I mean? And if I feel something, it's like written all over my face. That's sad. Do you know what I mean? There's no <laughs> <laughs> it is. But you know, you just like hear my emotions, have them on a plate. Yeah. So, but at the same time, <laughs> I try to not let them take over. I try to give myself a justifiable amount of pity party time. So when I used to wake up in a, a bad mood after everything with Helen, I would allow myself till lunchtime when I was at work and then I would make myself watch 8 out of 10 cats on YouTube to make myself laugh. So I would at least then have a decent afternoon because I laughed. Do you know, that's really funny because really that's been a coping mechanism for me, but I've been going 8 out of 10 cats to countdown and 
I have to uh, get me pen and paper and play along with John Richardson. <laughs> and I'm like, right, pull yourself together. You're never going to be as miserable as him. <laughs> well, I ended up as well, I've just grabbed it from a bookcase behind me. I ended up with this book called Bad Cat. Oh, and okay, it's, yeah. um, I bought it from a book club at that business where I was at. And it's just got pictures of cats in. But at the same time, it's it's like stupid photos of cats because I used to work with Helen's mum as well she was in the office next door to me and um, so obviously when she came back to work after the accident as well I bought her a copy of Bad Cat you know and you're just like right we need a laugh this you know you think we've got to, this, this is what we need there's still good stuff in the world even though it doesn't feel like it so but yeah, yeah I think the big impact obviously on the way that I sort of work and I am yeah and I think it's still nice that even though time's passed, it never feels like time to you, but you're still carrying that with you and that drive has never gone away. It's a weird one because, I mean, there's a picture of her up on, in my office world, a picture of her up on my lap. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm, me, I'm a working for list of the picture underneath there. It just feels like yesterday, but feels like forever ago at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. I do keep joking about the fact that I'm getting some serious wrinkles, which she's managed to miss. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's throwing yourself into a master's after you've surplussed 23, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like that. I've started with grey hairs and I'm like, you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> well, this is purely because I lost out on an interview. Somebody else beat me and they had a master's and I thought, right then, I'll, I'll do get it. a master's. <laughs> Yeah. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm not having that? Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> What What do you enjoy most about working for yourself and having that like flexibility to be able to start a master's if you wanted to off the cuff or things like that? I enjoy I enjoy a mixture of things. Um, I'm not delusional. I am not one of these people that is earning as much as I did in a previous employment on paper. But mm. money has never been my that like my um, driving force. Yeah. So, like I was mentioning today, Monday morning, um, I cut myself a bit of slack. I don't generally start until sort of eleven on. Do you know what I mean? Behind meetings, yeah. a lot of meetings on a Monday. I can just kind of diary do with it what I want. Um. You say you can have people, it makes me laugh. It's like, oh, I don't want to work nine to five. I'm going to be self-employed. It's like, no, some days you'll work 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Yeah. You know, like, actually, it's not that. So it is flexible. But like last week, I was up doing some work until one in the morning because it needed yeah. doing. So, yeah. but I enjoy that, weirdly. I think it's that thing. In I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. And pushing yourself and thinking... I have to do this because I want to. Like, it's, it never becomes a chore, I think, when you, you're working in your passion. I mean, I end up every single... I had two um, sort of proposal meetings last week. Online, obviously, but just chatting with clients about, like, potential clients, hmm. about something they want. And then when I pull the proposal together and I get it back, and it's like, yeah, go on, then we'll do that. I get that every time. I get that, like, woohoo! Little, yeah. like, feeling of, yay, man! Like, yeah. I've got, and... I'm not shy of work, I've got a heck of a lot on. But and I'm saying to people, that's absolutely fine, but what we have to do that training till July or something like that. And they're still like, yeah, no worries, we'll wait. And it just 
constantly just sort of makes me feel quite happy. I mean, another side of it is, unfortunately, we lost my husband's mum quite suddenly in 2015. Mm. And I pretty much down tools for three months because he needed me. Yeah. You know, I did the stuff that was, yeah. I did the stuff that was in the diary, but I didn't push anything else. And I had that flexibility to be able to yeah. adapt to that situation. Yeah. In which you so again, I just have that opportunity in an organisation. No, you don't. And I've seen other people have sort of similar. You know, they've either got to go off sick, you know, and and make it into a thing where they're off sick for a yeah. big long time. There's no sort of like some days I would do a bit of work, other days you want in the zone. So I didn't. You know, and I don't have to talk to anybody about it or do anything about it or explain just, yourself. You just do it. No. Mm. But money in my savings account, if the work comes in, I turn around. I remember saying to somebody at the time, I said, I'm, just, I'm not taking on anything at the moment. We've got some family stuff happened. I'm having a few more. I'm sorry, you know, can you wait? And they were like, yeah, no worries, we'll wait. So I don't have to pass that with anyone. How do you feel like, set? How, how do you find it like setting boundaries with those kind of things? So whether it is something that, you know from a personal basis or whether you've got so much work on you saying I can't get that training until July how do you set those boundaries for you um I've struggled a bit more since Covid because yeah. obviously lockdown March 2020 a lot of my clients closed and I saw all my work all my regular income dried up within yeah. space for about two weeks and the panic attack was real then because yeah. My husband had also just gone self-employed and he's got lots of health condition and there was a lot of pressure already on me anyway and I had a major freak out, you know, like an absolutely, yeah. it was just, my eyes was already full and then Covid came along and felt like somebody was just like, yeah. oh, stand on. Yeah. It's like, you know, and you, so pre-Covid, I was very structured with my diary and I was very, you know, managed those expectations with clients really well. I'm just getting back to that now because like last um, year, probably September, October, when things started to really pick back up again, I just said yes to everything because I was so worried about saying no to anything. Yeah. So I'm having to remind myself um, and re-coach myself back round into, you know, managing my own time, managing my clients. It's always about expectations. So yeah. it is managing their expectations around what they're going to get. What they're gonna see and your them. own. Oh, my owner's gone out the window. I ended up because one of my, uh, oh, it's gone out the window. One of my lockdown things was, what I've really figured out last match was I personally need security and stability. And yes. when I went self-employed initially, my husband worked full time, so we had his income, it was not disputed. Yeah. When March happened last, we were living on my income because he'd just gone self-employed as well and wasn't bringing anything in. Not out of choice, out of necessity. Yeah. So then when my income dried yeah. up, mass panic, I then reached out to a few universities that had already done some teaching with before and just sort of said, look, put my name in the hat. You know, like, I'm, if you're looking at your diary, at your module planning for September, put me in it. Um, and I've ended up doing some lecturing at two universities, which has been an absolute lifesaver because it's been some really nice stable income. But I've carried on bringing in as much self-employed work. So I feel like I've gone back to what I did when when I first started my business, which is why I'm working till stupid o'clock at night and weekends again. And I've got rid of all of this because I've really, I've got, you know, I've got rid of it all. Weekends on my own and evenings on my own. I'm just ticking over nicely. 
but yeah, COVID sort of thrown a bit of a. I'm gonna once I get something again. The possibilities most of them might be getting something a bit more stable, and then there's a possibility I'm. Then it'll all change again. It's just yeah. constantly adapting. I think it, this last year, if it's taught anyone anything, is that everything's temporary, but everything's always going to change, whether it's big or small. Which really, like, and it's it's terrifying. It really, work well. Control freak naturally. I, I need a plan. <laughs> <laughs> the same, like. Okay, well, I've planned for it, so it's obviously going to go okay. I didn't plan for a global pandemic in 2020. Like, where is this no. came from? <laughs> of all of my anxiety, global pandemic was never there. Exactly. Like, anxiety has let me down. I'm not Sometimes now I think, why am I worrying about something so small? And I'm like, global pandemic, I never crossed my mind into a worry. So this now, <laughs> it's a worthwhile time spent. <laughs> Well, all it has done, and again, it's interesting because the assignment I'm writing in the minute's all about entrepreneurship and about my own take on business and things like that. And it has massively had an impact on yeah. reminding myself what I need for my own. Because the problem I had was there was no, no stability, understandably, it was in the middle of the pandemic. All my work had dried up, you know, because the majority of my clients were in the... Um, Oh, like the tourism sort of side of things, yeah. or there were restaurants, you know, yeah. all the ones that I ended up. So, and a lot of people, I was seeing other like business people around me just really quickly adapting, like, right, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do the other. I was already done it, I'd been adapting since the June before, I was mentally exhausted, I didn't yeah. have any more. Kind <laughs> of you know? like, all I had was, yeah, I sulked, and I'm quite <laughs> happy to say I sulked for alone. Do you know, like, I had. I grieved almost for my business plan that I had three weeks pre-COVID. Yeah, but I think now going forward, like we are on the way out of it and, you know, it's allowed you to have, it's still allowed opportunities. Like how crazy that, you know, it's completely flipped your world and you've still benefited from it in a good way, which brings up what we were saying at the beginning, doesn't it? Weirdly, one of my friends always says to me, Sharon, you always land on your feet. She kept saying to me, you always land on your feet, Sharon, you will always find a way. And at the time, I was having mass, like, tears and just constantly, yeah. like, what? It's like, Sharon, yeah. you'll figure it out. So that's where I had to start going, yeah, I will. You're right. What I need is some downtime. Take some time off. Embrace lockdown. You know, like, just take a bit of chill. But then at the same time, I had the, the business guilt of, I should be doing the summer. Yeah. I should really be thinking of summer. Yeah. Come on, Karen, you can't just keep doing gardening. Sitting, jamming. Friends marathon. Pack it in, crack on. Because there's other people still working. You should be working. Yeah. And then I tried to convince myself yeah. to leave without the baby. So I've always wanted maternity to leave without the kids. Yeah. But then and at the same time, I was it. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like actually that was time that I'd never planned for and I got to do this and I'm now teaching I've started my master's and you think well actually yeah it would have been quite nice not working for a little while so I could have done all this (laughs) I did my master's last year you know when I was literally sitting around with the world closed why didn't I do it last I know, well, we both did the oh. same, didn't we? Oh, we're coming out of a lockdown, so now let's throw something else to make us busier. I'm <laughs> making some planning to go places, and I'm like, oh, I've got an assignment due. Yeah. Glutton punishment. 
That's what we are. Glutton for punishment. Oh dear, we bring it on ourselves, don't we? <laughs> but again, everything happens for a reason. It really, really does. It massively in my head, and that's what I just kept having trying to remind myself during sort of pandemic. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Get started. We don't know what it'll yeah. look like. Whatever happens. And uh, it's hard though, isn't it, to then be like, okay, so what is that reason? Why do I not know the reason now? <laughs> it's pure faith in the fact that Mother Nature and, you know, bigger wide world, there's some reason out there for us to be yeah. here. And that, that's always been the thing that's sort of had an Im- I'm not, I'm not materialistic in, in any way, shape or form, you know, I'm not fussed about having an impact on you can tell that sometimes by looking at my outfits. Do you know what I mean? I'm, really I'm, more, I'm more bothered about having an impact on my little environment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the people I'm around and the difference and seeing. And that's where I just had to keep coming back to that. Ultimately, something will change, something will happen. Yeah. And it is doing. And I'm already yeah. to do this too big. So. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was last year. Yeah, definitely. What kind of piece of advice would you give to anybody that was like wanting or considering to go self-employed? To make sure that you're very careful who you actually go to advice for. Um, if people start telling you a way that you should do things, they for me are not the people you want to be near. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in my self-employed journey looks the way I want it to look. Is it the way theory dictates? Is it the way a business advisor would maybe tell me to run it? Probably not. People are obsessed with growing businesses and making business like employing staff and having like, Mm. is that what you want? Because I've still got that challenge now. There's somebody um, that I'm linking with on my master's and she's like, you got to grow this and you can do this and bring on staff and this is how you can. I'm like, I don't want to actually i'm quite happy the way the way i am so when you go in for sort of advice or when you want to speak to people you know it's finding the right the people that are actually going to just listen and help you find your own way versus telling you how it should be who are the only thing i would choose got a mixture of people because um all of my family are employed you know, like there's not many, you just mean like my mum and dad both employed, like the majority of my family are employed in the public sector as well. So yeah. they get a wage at the end of the month, regardless of the performance or the, their activity or whatever. So I end up, um, I end up sort of bouncing around different people depending on what advice I'm after. I've got some new business owners that I link with quite a lot, but then at the same time, like one of my go-tos is a gentleman whose business, his family business has been running like 106 years. So wow. I just sort of stand off. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. You know, yeah. And then I've got my financial advisor lady who's like, you know, you're definitely doing all right. So yeah. I'm chatting you about the money <laughs> You know, so I go to different people for different things, um, depending on what I'm after. The only thing I do do that, part of my brain goes and it's practical it's never sort of set up when I set the business up half of everything that comes in to evolve isn't for me and that's the way my brain works with it so when I set up my Evolve current account I automatically set up an Evolve savings account and half of everything every time an invoice drops goes into that savings account 
because then I've got money for the VAT bill, then I've got money for the accountant, then I've got money for the three months I took off when my hubby's mum passed away. You know, I've got reserves. I'm not just spending what, and the only money I spend is what's in the evolved current account. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so, so it, and again, the risk averse side of me, I do take risks, but I'm also like, I like to know I've got pots. Yeah, I was like, and again, you see, my financial advisor should have bought me about a backup. Not bought me, but I said to her, my PGCE was a backup, so I could get into teaching. Mm. She said, oh, Karen, I don't like backups, because that means you're not as set up on your first plan. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, am I not committed to my first plan? Yeah. And then the pandemic hit, and I've been teaching. I thought, no, I'm good. I'm yeah. All right. Yeah. Like a backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're always going to stick with a plan B. <laughs> And again, you see, that's where you've got to figure out who you're going to. What? Because for her, she doesn't do backup. She goes full steam ahead. Yeah. That is what I'm getting. Your personality. My personality. I need a backup. Yeah. <laughs> it's my insanity. Yeah. But that that provided you that comfort last year as well, hasn't it? And it's allowed you to to take a step back from things at difficult times as well. So for you as an individual, it's worked. Um, I think that yeah, it's it's interesting actually to talk about like your, your crowd and go tos for different things because everyone's opinions, it, people do it without even realizing sometimes, don't they? Like they just come, they just put their opinions on you, and it's so hard not to be influenced by what they're saying. I have a I have a habit of it. I do it a lot to my brother because me and my brother debate and discuss, and he is one of my best friends as well. Do you know what I mean? I bounce a lot off him, yeah. and he'll tell me something. And I have a habit of following it up with, in your opinion, yeah. Like, yes, all right, in my opinion, yeah. like, so in your opinion, because <laughs> I do have a habit. And he's like, yes, because, and I just think sometimes we need to, even if we don't say it out loud, we need to remind ourselves that a lot of the things that we're hearing is quite often just an opinion, and it is just an opinion. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I mean it. It isn't. What that, is that saying? Isn't it? The way isn't. What is that saying? The world isn't the way it is. It's the way we see it, or something yeah. like that. The other way around. Like, the world is the. I can't remember, but there's a saying that is pretty much like, no, it depends what's going on in your head. Yeah. As to whether or not that is the way. You... The way the world, the way you see the world, is not the way it is. Is that it? Oh, we're gonna have to find it, aren't we? <laughs> the world is not the way it is; it's the way we see it. I think it's that way around. That makes sense. Another word, yeah. Move on, Ellie. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is a that's a nice place to end it, isn't it? Because I think we can get consumed by you know people around us and whatever is going on situationally as well you've just got to go with your gut and keep pushing through um, and if you need to take time out also allowing yourself to do that is like such a big thing no matter whether you're employed self-employed or where you are in your life i am a big and it's a funny one because i say i'm usually on a bit of a three-month delay do you know what I mean? Like something will happen to me and at the time I get busy and I get busy instead to take my mind off whatever's happened. And then three or six months later, the enormity of what maybe happened kicks in. Yeah. And then I end up then yeah. sinking a little bit. But by that point, I've got to got myself far too busy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know anything that I can't take time. 
take so, time out yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> I don't take so it I mean I spent a heck I'm quite happy talking about it I spent a lot of time in counselling after Ellen died and actually it was one of the best things that I ever did because it not only helped me with the grieving process with that accident it we then obviously moved on to quite a few other things that I didn't realise were holding me back and impacting me and there's still skills that I use from that you know to actually move forward yeah. so yeah and I apply a heck of a lot being self-employed yourself and who you are and what works well for you as a person isn't it um and then just putting it into practice and practice and practice oh I made <laughs> yeah I made two I made two errors on Friday I was furious myself and they weren't my errors both of them one of them I'd misjudged a date I'm dyslexic with numbers and I got a date completely wrong and I was late on something and then the other one I thought one of my clients could open in the May um, run-up you know the May 17th run-up to the world opening and we've been working towards this May day and then I just sounded it off for somebody and then realised no we can't we're in the June bundle <laughs> oh the, so I absolutely and I, I my husband came out and she said to me what's up with you and I was like I'm muck this up and I muck this up and I was like it's the day of muck ups and I was having a right little paddy and he went so what are you going to do about it I went complain until four yeah <laughs> that's what I said <laughs> and he was like all right then and I rang both the clients and just was like straight away messed up like right I, thankfully you know the first one it is what it is I can't do anything about it so I need to pack in thinking about it and I have other than yeah. using it from this example yeah. um and then the other one god love the business they were like oh well we can't open until june at least we're nearly ready you know and we're more, he says we've been shut a year yeah shut a year so what difference does it make and i'm like oh so That's you amazing. know when you just because again i'm surrounded by the right people yeah if you're not surrounded by the right people that could have had a you know and i think different outcome yeah definitely yeah Whereas I'm, I'm not. My the people I'm surrounded by are the right people. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to leave it there, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today. And you still continue to inspire me and push myself to feel very uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Feeling uncomfortable is a good thing. It is. It definitely no is. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me.